Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Okay, number one, faith comes by hearing the good news of the gospel. Number two, that faith that we respond to pleases God. Number three, it is that faith in Jesus that God rewards with himself. Why? Because we sincerely sought him. Number four, ready? Now I am crucified with Christ. So I am dead at salvation. Salvation is dying. Salvation is dying. Salvation is not you picking another option. Salvation is you saying, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So therefore now I am crucified, and yet I live, but not I, but Christ lives in me. Okay? Number five. But now that I am crucified with Christ, the life I now live, I live by the faith of God. Say, I live by the faith of God. Say it, I live by the faith of God. Next point, now that I live by the faith of God, I walk by faith and not by sight. Every time I walk by sight, I'm living by my old nature. Every time I walk by faith, I'm living by my new creation nature. This is really important that you understand it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9, who can tell me what it says? Come on. For I am what? By, through, can I say something to you? You are not saved by faith. You are not saved by faith. You are saved by grace through faith. Romans chapter 5, I believe, verse 2, it says, Now we have been given, now that we've been justified, we have peace with God and therefore we have access to this grace by faith. It's not your faith that saved you. It is grace that saved you. And I don't care what any preacher who's beating up on grace writes about it. Grace is not a doctrine. Grace is not a theology. Grace is a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. Have people writing stupid books about grace is not Jesus. Grace is Jesus. Grace is Jesus. I'm saved by grace. I'm not saved by some power of God. I'm saved by Jesus himself. But the way I enter into it is by my choosing or by my faith. Come on now. Your faith don't save you. It's the grace of God that saves you. But you have access to that grace by faith. Whose faith? Your faith? Whose faith? God's faith. How did faith come? Uh Aha. Again, the faith came from God by you hearing about God. You had nothing to do with it. So how do you get healed? By holding it all together? No. By hearing and faith arising and letting the faith of God flow through you. Allowing the faith of God live through you. The battle that we live on this life it's trying to get us out of the way. It's trying to get us out of the way so God could live through us. My God. Say, I have access to grace, grace. By, faith. by faith. This faith that I have, it's not my own. It's the faith of God. 
Come on now. Come on now, church. It's the faith of God. Doesn't that set you free? Doesn't that set you free? Man, how many years I spent trying to come up with this. Oh God, give me more faith. And one day the Lord spoke to me and said, Zach, the prayer asking for faith is the prayer of unbelief. I can't give you any more faith than I've already given you in my son. What you can ask is for your mind to be renewed so you can see how much faith you have to appropriate for what you're believing for. But you cannot ask God to give you more faith. That's like saying, God, give me Jesus. Give me more Jesus. And I'm dumb songs. I need just a little more Jesus. What's wrong with you? How much more Jesus could he possibly give you? You can't get a little more. Jesus gave you all of him. All of him. You can't have any more of Jesus. You can access how much of him you have. But here's the problem. God's not the one holding back Jesus. God's not the one holding back the revelation of his son. He has fully revealed himself to us. But now we, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, access greater awareness, greater knowledge of who he already is in me. Oh, that was good, Zach. You already have the faith of God. Ooh. Did you know that? You already have the God kind of faith. When Jesus was saying have faith, he was saying have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Meaning what? Stop trying to faith it in your own strength. Stop trying to faith it by your own understanding. Stop trying to faith it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own faith. In all your ways acknowledge him and his faith will flow through you. Really, it's about coming to the greater revelation that I am already crucified. Your battle is not in your faith. Your battle is in your mind. Your battle is in your mind. You're not tormented. You're not tormented because you could not do something. It's because you couldn't think right. So if good news brings faith, listen to me. If the good news brings faith, it's the bad news that brings unbelief. So what's the bad news? The good news is what? You are forgiven forever. You are seated with him in heavenly places. You are just as holy as Jesus is. You're like, hey, dude, dude, you don't know what I did last summer. It don't matter. I'm telling you what God says about you. When you can start saying what God says about you, you'll start manifesting who God says you are. God says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. God says you are the head and not the tail. God says, hey, I gave you all the faith I got. I gave you the full faith of God. That's what God says about you. What happens when you hear the good news? Faith comes alive in me. In the same way, when you hear the bad news, what's the bad news? You're a sinner. You're a worthless little worm. Saved a little wretch like you. You're just not good for anything because you sinned the anointing left your life because you messed up God has forsaken you. You are now doomed because you've committed the unpardonable sin. That's bad news. And you know what bad news does? It kills and chokes your faith. It chokes your ability to believe that God still loves me. If you don't believe God loves you, you cannot have faith. I'm telling you, faith worketh by love. If you don't believe God loves me, you cannot have faith. There is no faith without love. Did you hear me? There is no faith without love. Remember the times when we would try to faith it? Where was love in that? Rather than trying to just love, love. Oh, I'm loved by my father. I am loved by my father. 
I am loved by my Father. My Father loves me. My Father loves me. My Father loves me. My Father doesn't reject me. My Father doesn't turn away from me. My Father doesn't turn against me. My Father is for me. And if my Father is for me, who can be against me? As you hear this message of good news, faith comes alive. Faith comes alive. Faith comes alive. Church, that's why I, I please, I beseech you, brethren, don't fill your mind with confusing messages of who you are in Christ. Well, preacher, you're just talking all the good stuff. I got to go over there and balance it about with the truth. No, 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 no. You are mixing it. Just a little bit of poison with your water will still kill you. You can't go around mixing good news and bad news. Oh, it's just a little bit. It can't do anything. It will kill your faith. It will destroy you. That's why sometimes when you first especially come to the message of grace, you got to plug in with this word. Stay in the word of truth. Stay with it until it starts bearing fruit on the inside of you. Not a little bit here. Not, well, but I like this there. I like this there. The problem is you will never see the fruit of God until you know your identity. You can sit and be amazed by how incredible preachers are, but you'll never see it other than... Woo! My, my destiny, my, my purpose, my reason for existence is to make you see who you are. It's to see who you are and therefore manifest who God made you to be. Who you are, there is no identity without you realizing that you have the faith of God. If you have Christ himself, what big deal is faith? Huh? Is faith bigger than Christ? Huh? You know you've got Christ, but you still don't think you got faith. You see how your brain works? Because we've been taught this thing again and again. You're in, you're out. You're in the light, you're out of the light. You lost all the anointed, lift it off of me. Oh, I wish he would stay on me. Oh, I wish I didn't sin. He would have. Hey, listen to me, man. He is close to the brokenhearted. There is nothing you can do to separate you from the love of God. Your job is to stay in that place of receiving His love. Receiving His love. And the more you receive His love, it works your faith. Faith works by love. The more you stay in love, well, it's all that good news, good news. I want to go listen to some really crazy. I, I don't have time for that stuff. I want to talk to some people that want to live in their faith and move mountains, heal the sick, raise the dead, not because they really prayed 21 days and 40 days to work up their faith, but because they stayed in the place of love. They stayed in the place of love. See, this is why when you worship, it's not the warm-up for the preacher. I sing a couple of fast songs and two slow songs, and then everybody kind of be worked up in their hearts to be ready for the word. In this church, we don't do that. We don't worship to get your heart ready for the word. We make you worship so your faith can come alive. We make you worship so you can see who Christ is. And as you see how beautiful he is, he is a reflection of who you are in that we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are transformed into what you see. You want to walk in faith? Look in the mirror and see Jesus full of faith. You want to walk in faith? Look in the mirror. See Jesus full of faith. You want to walk in healing? You want to walk in power? Look at the mirror and see a healing in the mirror and you will manifest it. Beloved, this is really important that you understand this. Philippians chapter 4, real quickly as we close. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. I did this at the men's breakfast yesterday. I thought about this and I said, oh wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. Go to Philippians 2, Sarah, sorry. Can I just go to Philippians 2 real quick and then we go to Philippians 4? Philippians 2 verse 5, keep the context of faith. Are you with me? 
Keep the context of faith. Verse 5. Let's read 5 and 6. Philippians chapter 4. Do you guys have that? Ready? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Ready? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Meaning what? Now I have access to the very mind of Christ. So now let's see what it's talking about in verse number 6. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Now some of you are like, oh my God, I cannot believe he just said that. Jesus came to this earth, not as your example, but as your substitute. So he is telling us that we need to have the same mind that was in Christ, who when he was on the earth, did not think it was dangerous or crazy to be equal to God. Put that in the context of faith. Let the same mind be in you, who you know that while you are on the earth, have the same faith that is equal to the faith God has. Philippians 4, my God. Philippians 4. So how do I have the mind of Christ? How do I have the mind of Christ? Let's start at verse number 6, Sarah, please. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Let's start at verse 6. This is how, this is how we stay in faith. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Hey, that's a little too high, isn't it? That's a little too much expectation. No, you can do it. You can do it. Be anxious for nothing. Why? Why? Because your anxiety has the ability to choke your view of how much faith you have. When anxiety takes over you, you're not accessing your faith. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, first part, without anxiety, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Faith is the substance of things, the evidence of things. So while you're praying and believing for something, you are already thanking God as though you have it right now. I don't see it, I don't feel it, I can't touch it, I can't taste it. But through the eyes of faith, I say thank you that I already got it. Why? Because I got the same equal faith that God has. Let your request be made known to God. Seven. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Does that mean everything's going to be peachy all your life? Does that mean you're always going to just, you know, better roses? No. Stuff's going to happen. Things are going to happen that you don't like, that will be contrary to what you are believing and praying for. But when those things happen, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Pray, supplicate with thanksgiving. And what? The peace of God. Meaning what? For me to operate in my fullness of the faith that God has given me, I need to be at peace. I need to have the peace of mind. Unless I have the peace of God, unless I have peace in my mind, I can't operate in the fullness of faith. Man, this is good teaching. I hope you're listening to me. Anxiety kills my ability to see faith. Peace activates my ability to walk in faith. Will guard your hearts and minds, Christ Jesus. Ready? Verse 8. Finally, brethren, how do I have the peace of God? How do I walk in the peace of God? How do I not get anxious? Here's how it goes. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, 
Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, meditate, zoom in, think on these things. Why? Because faith comes by hearing the good news. Now let me ask you this question. Whatever things are true, in the natural world, it's hard to find things that are true. The only things that are true is what God is saying about you. To hear things that are praiseworthy. I can't look around looking for praiseworthy, then I'm operating in the flesh. I have to hear what God is saying about me. Because what God says about you is you are praiseworthy. Meditate on these things. On these things. You want to walk in faith? Then get your mind to fix on things that are of God, of what God is saying about you. Don't even allow circumstances to tell you or dictate to you who you are and what you don't. Don't let unanswered prayers tell you who you are in Christ. Don't let your perceived notion of what God did or didn't do give you a notion of who you are in Christ. You can only listen to what the Word of God says. You can only, you cannot change your revelation of God based on what you go through. Jesus is God. People ask me all the time, you know, no man has seen the Father. If you've seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. They're not that different. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When we get saved, it is our revelation of who Jesus is. It is who we see him as. And who you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Jesus and the Father don't have two different opinions about you. The good cop, bad cop. Jesus, he's a nice guy. He likes you. The Father, whoa. They are the same. They are one. And they have the same ridiculously unbelievable opinion of you. They have the same good news about you. And what God says about you is true, is noble, is just. He says you are pure. He says you are lovely. And the only thing he says about you is good report. You think God will do anything different than what he's asking you to do? If God wants you to only set your mind on good, but he's going to say, think about all the bad in your life. If you can fix your mind on these things, watch how faith. Ooh. See, when I preach, all of a sudden you're like, yeah. Why? Because you're hearing good. You're hearing who you are. You're not getting beaten up about you nasty, sinful sinner. I know what you did. I know what you're doing. I know where you're going if you keep doing it. What you're hearing is I'm washed by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, sin has no dominion over me. I'm not a sinner. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, I have the faith of God. Ushers, would you please get the communion ready real quickly? As you get ready to partake in the Lord's table, religion will tell you to search your hearts and see if there is sin. Or you can hear that which is pure, that which is noble, that which is true, and hold that cup and that bread in your hand and say, because of Jesus, because it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me, I am the righteousness of God. You want to walk in faith, church? You want to walk in faith? I'm not talking about the kind of stuff where you, you, you get sick all the time and then you pray to be healed. I'm talking about walking in wholeness. Is it possible to walk in wholeness? 
I'm not talking about always getting oppressed with all kinds of demonic stuff and then you come to get delivered all the time. No, I'm talking about walking in deliverance where no sickness, no disease, no demon of hell can even come near you. Is it possible to be the head and not the tail? Is it be possible to be the first and not last? To be above and not beneath? Is it possible to walk this life of faith? Say it, I walk by faith and not by sight. As long as you are looking for your senses to give you a revelation, you will always walk in unbelief. But as long as you walk by faith, faith will tell you the truth about who God is. Are you believing for something? Are you praying for something and you haven't seen an answer for a long time? Change your mind. Stop trying to faith it. Try to think on what God says about it. And when you can hear what God says about it, faith comes alive in your spirit. Faith comes alive in your spirit. This faith that I speak of is not something that you don't have that you need to get. It's something that's already on the inside of you. Every eye closed, every head bowed, especially those of our friends watching on Facebook. Did you receive this word today, church? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If there's anybody here, I have to do this every week because there's many people that watch us every week on Periscope, on Facebook Live, that may have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and they just did and even if you are in this room and you probably have never given your life to Jesus Christ before or you're like that person who just kind of gave it all up and walked away and you just feel like you got to come back to Jesus today. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I didn't ask you if you were born into a Christian family. I didn't ask you if you were religious or you go to church. I asked you, have you ever given your life to Jesus Christ completely? You've heard the gospel, now respond by faith. He loves you. He died for you. And now He represents you in heaven and you are in Him if you are in Christ. But all this good stuff I just preached about is useless unless you are first in Him by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do it right now. Whether you're in this room or someone watching me online, if you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you can do it right now. And from this day until eternity, you can be sure that your eternity is secure. It's not held by any more your works, but by the blood of Jesus. If you would like to give your life to Jesus today, if you're in this room and if you're watching, quickly at the count of three, lift your hands. One, two, three. Anybody here? Repeat this prayer after me quickly. Everybody say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am, needing a Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Come live in my heart. By faith, I enter in to the pleasure of God. From this day, I am saved. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM, P.O. Box, 
1-800-529-2675, San Antonio, Texas, 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.